0: All right, all right. Happy New Year, Emmanuel. What's up? You stepped into a brand new year, whether you're in Elk River, you're in Maple Grove, or you're in Spring Lake Park, or you're in Lakeville. I just know this, or you're at home right now. I can tell you, as a church family, we've stepped into something brand new, a fresh start, an opportunity for good things ahead of you. I'm here looking forward to this year. Come on. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready for this year. You know, there's an opportunity for new things. Listen, those of you that are Vikings fans and those of you that are Packers fans on this day, neither one of you have lost yet. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm preaching beforehand uh, so that all of those that are weeping, mourning, and wailing like I was after Michigan lost yesterday... Uh, Thankful for a new start, Michigan hasn't lost in 2023, so I'm excited about that too. There really is a lot of opportunity as you come to church today, and uh, perhaps you came and you stayed up late last night. How many of you stayed up past midnight? Let me see your hands. All right. How many went to bed beforehand? All right. Look at see so we got some people that the wisdom in the house yeah, still here. And uh, that's why we chose to have our service a little later today for the whole family to get together, including Team Emmanuel and all of our staff. And uh, so grateful for everyone that invests their time and their energy into the work of the ministry here at the church. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being the best church ever to be a pastor at. And so I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful. Thankful for each of our pastors in every location that we have and the heart and soul that you pour into what you do. And I really believe that God wants to do new things in Emmanuel in 2023. And if we could give God an opportunity to write a brand new script, what would He write? What would be the new story? Instead of carrying over all the old storylines, what's the new story for your family? What's the new story for your marriage? What's the new story, the opportunity that could be for your thoughts about your business or the work that you do? As a church family, what could God do this year if we just give ourselves an opportunity to listen to what he has to say? The title of my message today is this, listen to me with your eyes. Listen to me with your eyes. Uh, uh, raising four, four sons, four boys, Jody and I, did not have a quiet house. Nor, I, and when I say quiet, I don't just mean vocally. I mean damaged furniture, walls, all kinds of things in our house. And one of the things as kids were growing up and they were in their preschool years, having four meant that like times like Christmas when all the new toys and all the relatives gave toys with lots of parts to it and we're like, no! Because when there's lots of parts to all the toys, that means afterwards somebody's gotta clean them up, right? And all of those pieces. And one of the things that we discovered is, is that with all the new activity and video games and, and something would be happening on one side of the house and, and then you'd hear something on the other side of the house and it would be a scream and you'd run for that. And, and you're running from place to place. How many are thankful for, for a renewed strength for parents, amen, as you're chasing your kids and you're thinking, about how do I keep up with all of this? Well, uh, one of the things that would happen is, is we would want to get our kids' attention, but their attention was focused on everything going on around them, or what was in front of them, or what was just given to them. And we would say something, and they would go, "Uh uh-huh. But how many know they didn't really hear us? Right? There were a few exceptions. If they were really hungry, and Jody said, it's dinner time! And then you would hear the, the elephants rumble through the hallways and run to the kitchen table. But one of the things that I would do with each of our boys is, is I, wanted them, I wanted them to hear something, so I had to help them. So as they were growing up, one of the things that we would be talking to them, but their eyes and their attention would be on other things, and I would turn and I would get down on their level and I would turn their face toward me and I would say, listen to me with your eyes. Listen to me with your eyes. I learned that if I taught them to stop what they were doing, to turn and look at me so that they could hear what their father was saying to them, then maybe I had a chance of getting through. And I believe this is what the father is saying to us this year, Emmanuel, that we need to learn to listen to God with our eyes. And the word that God gave me is actually two words for our church this year are the words, look and listen. Look and listen. Say that with me. Look and listen. Our senses are saturated. You know, the five senses, the touch, the hearing, the sight, the smell, the taste. We have senses that get our attention. It's wonderful to have touch, Because it enables connection and it enables us to know that we are connected to something else, that if, whether it's a hug or whether it's picking something up. We need touch. God gave it to us. Hearing the sounds of delight, the ability to communicate. We can even hear a car coming. There's danger in that. Now, if you have an electric vehicle now, they've actually got piped in noise so that you can hear the electrical vehicle coming. Hearing's a big thing. Sight is really incredible. It's an ability to understand. It's it's what's coming. It's who is near to us and understanding what is around us. Smell, the wonder of smells. How I many had some good food in the last couple of weeks? And you love the smell of it. Some of it you don't smell except for this time of year. And it kind of brings back home to you. and The smell, the sense. And then taste. The appreciation for what is taste. T- the value of taste to our lives. I was thinking about this with COVID. One of the great evil things about COVID is it took our taste away. Taste is important. But did you know that you and I have spiritual senses? We can hear crying. (laughs) In Spring Lake Park, they're laughing because there was someone crying in the room. The same thing happens in each of our locations. We hear those things. All of our senses spiritually are bombarded as well. Our busyness, our phones, our social media, our entertainment, just schedules, running kids to practices, going to work, shopping, anything, and we can dull our senses. Our ability to see and hear God can be compromised. In Hebrews chapter five, I want you to turn there with me. In Hebrews chapter five, the author of Hebrews is speaking to the church. And as the author speaks, he's speaking to people at many different levels of their spiritual understanding in their journey. Some people are new in the faith. Others, they've been serving Jesus for a long time. And all of them are in the church. And he's speaking to them, the author is. Some would say maybe it was a she. We don't know exactly who wrote it. Many people think it was Paul. But they're speaking with the idea, the voice of God is speaking to us. And it says in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 5, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to what? Listen. You've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Selah. You have been with the Lord so long you should not just be receiving teaching, but you should be teaching others. Are you hearing that? I'm gonna keep moving in this text here in a minute, but I'm saying this to a lot of people who have served Jesus for a long time, who are perfectly content with Pastor Nate doing all the teaching. Serving, communicating, facilitating, hosting connect groups, whatever it may be, ministering. This is what the author is saying. Spiritually, don't don't seem to listen. You've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. I want you to think of this text as a text for the year and to consider all of the inputs of information and what many would call misinformation, truth, all those things that have been addressed, and you put it in the context of your own life, not just judging what the world is going through, but how do you determine what's right and wrong? And the author is saying, you can't develop an ability through tightening and heightening your spiritual senses to discern for yourself, the difference between right and wrong. You should be able to learn that, know that, as long as your senses aren't dull, because if your senses are dull, you won't hear the voice of God. You become desensitized to the things of God. You need to think of yourself as more than a baby. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am more than a baby. I'm more than that. (laughs) And enter the process of training yourself. I love how the English Standard Version uh, covers this text in Hebrews 5. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil, powers of discernment, the capacity to see what is true and what is not. And In an era of evil being called good and good evil, you and I need to train our powers of discernment by constant practice. That's the ability to discern what God's best is and what God's best is not. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul says, I pray that your love will will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I want you to understand it. And I would say this to you as your pastor today. I want you to understand it. I don't want you to be tossed to and fro in 2023. I, I want you to learn. Yeah, you're gonna have some down moments. You're gonna mess up. I want you to learn, though, for yourself. I want you to grow in the spirit to understand what really matters so that you don't get caught up in what doesn't matter. It says that constant practice, practice is that everyday challenge. That's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing, not just Sunday morning. Learning in the middle of our messes how God can lead us in those moments. Look and listen. Because as you look and listen, God will speak to you on Tuesday, not just when you're listening to me on Sunday. Can I get an amen? That's why the Bible is such a big deal, you guys. It's not just something that clergy are supposed to read. In fact, there's been moments in church history where only the clergy read it, and it hurt the people. And then there were revolutions around the word of God itself that the average everyday person can understand the word. And you can know and read the word too, the Bible. You can understand that word, learning to do it every single day. And Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. In your everyday journey, you have got to look to listen. You've got to look to listen. You aren't gonna hear God's voice if you're not reading his word. And when you hear certain things and you're not sure if it's God or not, the word of God tells you whether or not it's God. Because it's contrary to the word, it's not God. If it's what God's word says, you know it is him. He's not going to violate his word. I want you to read the Bible every day in 2023. And this year, I'll just say it again, find a plan and do it. You can get out your Bible app. You could download it right now. You could do uh, the Bible in one year with Nikki Gumbel, and they go through a devotional every year, and then you can listen to the word of God. Some of you don't like to read physically read with your eyes but you can listen to it why not start today how many are going to start reading the bible today come on you can do this turn the person next to you say you can do it it's a new day so reading the word is an everyday thing but so is walking in the spirit Walking in the spirit, we can learn to listen to the voice of the spirit. And and Jesus said that if we listen, the Holy Spirit will guide us. Next Sunday, we're gonna have a teacher in the pulpit. His name is Tim Enlow. He's a friend of mine, he's written several books, but he specializes in teaching and walking in the spirit. And if you want to keep following the voice of the spirit, not just on Sunday morning, but in every day of your life, next Sunday morning is gonna be valuable for you if you need it refreshed in your life and you need to have your ears cleaned out so you can hear the voice of the Spirit, next Sunday's going to be awesome. And then on top of that, I'm throwing something in and I just informed all of our staff, our uh, pastors on our staff just yesterday that uh, next Sunday night, we're going to open up in Spring Lake Park. Anybody that wants to come to Spring Lake Park, we're going to do a Holy Spirit service. And if you want baptism of the Spirit, you want a refreshment in the Spirit, we're going to do it Sunday night at six o'clock. Didn't plan it ahead of time, and uh, nobody's going to tell me no. So we just said, okay, we're going to do it. I'm excited about it. Because you can you have that opportunity to listen to the voice of the Spirit. The person, that, the person who's going into training in Hebrews here is one that is looking for the Word, looking for God, and listening for Him. They're going into the training in every stage of the journey. And if, here's the promise— If we listen to God by looking into his eyes, God is ready to talk to his kids. He wants to talk to you. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is speaking. He says, then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Listen, the closer you listen, the more you're going to get. If you strive to listen, you will hear God. If you go for it. And he will guide us through this life. I love what Isaiah chapter 30 says. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. This is the way. He's going to speak it and help you on a daily basis. He's going to help you discern between good and evil. In a mixed up world, you can stay away from the sorrow that the world keeps trying to fix by affirming whatever feels good but doesn't ultimately work. Isaiah chapter five, what sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. Listen, the things that are going on in the world right now around us, questioning the very validity of the words of God, thinking they know better. And shaming those who believe in the word. They're doing it and they feel a burst of freedom when they go, I, I'm just going to follow my feelings and be true to myself. But if you track those lives out over the next days, months, and years, you will experience and see sorrow in their life. What they thought would f- fix and heal The the wounds inside never does. In fact, it makes it worse. Only Jesus, the creator of the soul, can fix a human heart that is broken. And if you lean in and listen to him, he will speak to you. If we look and listen, the spirit will show us the way That's what Jesus promised his disciples before he left. He's not going to leave us alone. In John 14 it says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit is here today in 2023 to walk with you and to guide you. That's the opportunity if we look and listen, God will help us. So i want to give you a few things of how to begin listening with your eyes. I'm just going to give you three things that are all out of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, Paul says this. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. The first thing, if you want to look and listen, is don't look back. Don't look back. Forgetting the past, he says. The biggest challenge we have when we move, want to move forward often is what is accumulating in our mind as we think about the past. Forgetting the past doesn't mean you no longer have a memory. It means you're choosing to not look at that memory all the time. You're not gonna let it mole in your thoughts all the time. Regret, frustration, hurts, wounds, the more you rehearse it, the more your mind and your direction, your face turns backward and you're unable to move forward. Paul had a lot to regret. He literally had led people to be murdered that were followers of Jesus. Paul had a lot of regret. He, He thought he was so right and he went down the wrong path and Jesus interrupts him and now Jesus says, not only am I, uh, I, I need you, but I want you now to turn around and leave the church and bring the gospel to the new world. And in the middle of moving forward, Paul had to deal with, but I killed their, their, their relatives. I, I, I led people astray. He's got his own self-doubt and his own regret that could prevent him from moving forward. But what does he say? one thing I do, I forget what's in the past so that I can move and chase what's in the future. Let me say this, as we kind of cross the line overnight from 2022 into 2023, don't stay on the line. (laughs) You get caught moving back all the time, bringing up old thoughts, old conversations, things that you did wrong, things that others did to you and you'll discover that you're trying to live in the middle of traffic going in two directions. And you'll get murdered. So you gotta choose which lane am I going to be in? The the direction going that way into the past or the direction going that way into the future? Paul has to take his frustrations to God in the middle of this. This is a part of that whole Hebrews passage, learning to take those regrets and take those things from the past and bring them in the trials and the the temptations and all the things that I go through in my daily mess and learn to train my senses in the middle of it. Get control over your emotions. Instead of your emotions leading you, and hurt leading you, and bitterness leading you, and unforgiveness leading you. What if the Holy Spirit helped you in the middle of it? And this is what Paul did with his, his pain. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said each time he was asking God to get um, um, release him from this, these thorns in the flesh. He said, Jesus said this to me. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. <laughs> So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So it's learning to take those thoughts when they come and say, Lord, I'm weak in this moment, but turn it over to him and receive in in exchange his grace to give me strength in this moment. So the past doesn't control your present or your future. Come on, somebody. His grace is all you need. Where are you looking? Where you are looking will affect what you hear. If you're looking backward all the time, it's going to be really hard to hear God in the present. In the past, old words, old lies, old wounds. That's what you're going to hear. I remember uh, Claire Barton, the founder of the American Red Cross, had been in an era when women were not in leadership, she had been mistreated as a woman leader, backstabbed, openly talked about in the press. And uh, someone asked her, uh, how do you let those things go? Don't you remember what this person said about you and this person said about you? And she stopped them and she said, I distinctly remembering forgetting those things. (laughs) She is not gonna let... The people who hurt her control her present or her future. You cannot be the victim forever. This is the year where you're no longer the victim, baby. You're going to overcome this. This isn't going to control your present or your future. Don't let old words control you or stop you or prevent you. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. And his grace is sufficient. How to begin listening with your eyes. Number one, don't look back. Number two, look forward to the prize Jesus offers. Look forward to the prize Jesus offers. Looking forward, he says, to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. We often will get what we're looking for. Our expectations determine so much. Parents who are raising their children look for the good, and you're going to get the good. You look for the bad, and guess what you're going to get? In calling out those things, listen, parents, I want to encourage you. Yes, your kids are going to make mistakes, and that's why they need parents. Your, your responsibilities give them boundaries. You don't just let them do whatever they want. It's the biggest lie in the, the, the enemy is putting out there in, in the world today. Just let a three-year-old choose whatever. No, you don't. They'll burn their hand if they put it on the stove. Don't affirm that. Oh, you know, whatever you want. No, they need parents. Now, later on, when they know it, now they, they need parents in a different way. So you need a parent appropriately to the age and stage that your children are in. But listen, if you believe for great things, then you will see that in them. Believe for that. Pray that into their life. And our path follows our attention. Wherever our eyes go, our car goes when we're driving. How many have ever been behind somebody that were obviously on their phone and you're talking to them? At least, maybe that's only me. I'm behind, I'm driving. Hey, listen, put your head up, buddy. Throw, put the phone down. I'm driving. I've got guys that have ridden with me that, uh, back from North Central days and staff members that have been with me over time. They're like, I'm gonna write a book someday on all the things you say to drivers while you're driving, Nate. (laughs) The truth is, wherever our attention goes, that's where the car goes. And wherever our attention is about the future will determine the direction that we go in. Lots of things are gonna catch our eyes. What catches your eye as you think forward? Jesus says that the kingdom of God is available right now. So don't get distracted because a kid is crying. <laughs> Stay focused on the word. Come on, somebody and recognize the kingdom is available right now. Everybody say right now. Yeah. Jesus said, I do whatever the Father tells me to do. So it ha- had to do with he was listening and doing what God wanted him to do, the Father wanted him to do. Do you know what you're looking for in the promises of God? Do you, have you thought about it? Have you written down, what am I looking for in 2023? What am I believing for, for my life? What am I believing for for my family? What about for my, our community? What are you dreaming about? What God could do? What are, what are those things that the Father is speaking to your soul? I want to encourage you even even while i 'm preaching to start jotting things down the the things that God downloads into your heart what What if marriage could be a little bit different? what if you could communicate in in, in a loving way you wouldn't be separate? you know Jody and I when we were younger, we would uh, go to like places like Baker Square, which was not my favorite restaurant in the world back in the day i don 't even know if there's very many left if there are any left that are in existence, we would go there and Jody's like, I just love the pie shop special. And so we would go in and we would sit down and we would talk. But we would always notice other couples that were in the restaurant and they would be sitting there and they'd be a little bit further down the road from us and they would never talk to each other. And I would go, Jody, I, I don't wanna be that in 20 years where we're like two separate lives. We're married, but we're not together. I want to have some kind of connection. Now, 20 years later or so, Jody's reminding me of that when I want to look at my phone or whatever, you know. So, I mean, no, women never forget. They just have this ongoing memory about what we said. Attention. No, I just wanted you to think about, what do you want? What do you want to see? Where are you going? What's the prize you're going for? Are you just going to go through 2023 like you did 2022? Are you going to pray the same way, think the same way, go through the motions? Are you going to get distracted? Stop listening to what God has to say? Do you know God will speak to you as you go if you keep your focus? If you get what you're looking for, what prize are you chasing in your life? You can know Jesus, and you can walk in his presence and daily live. Holy Spirit can and will provide what you need. Turn to the person next to you and say, what are you looking for? Now, I just know on, a, you know on a day like today, it's been the holidays, that there might be like boyfriend, girlfriend sitting next to each other, and she's thinking, I hope this is the year that I get asked. And he's thinking, I don't know if I can afford that. Listen, buddy. If you serve the Lord, the Father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He'll provide. Take the step of faith. We need some guys to have some courage and get married around here. Come on. I got all the ladies clapping about that, I see. (laughs) How to begin listening with your eyes. Number one, don't look back. Number two, look forward to the prize Jesus offers. And number three, open the door when Jesus knocks. Open the door when Jesus knocks. Revelation chapter three, verse 20, Jesus is speaking to the church. He says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Verse 22, anyone with what? Ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. There's a famous painting about this particular passage that's called The Light of the World, and it was uh, painted in 1853 by William Holman Hunt. And in that famous picture, uh, there's all kinds of imagery around that, and you know, people over the centuries have tried to visualize what that could and look like, and it's all from different cultural backdrops, of course. And people see, um, they see what what through the lens of their their culture, their, their their thoughts, their intentions. Anyways, so this painting became really world famous, and one of the things about that picture is that it shows that Jesus is outside the door and the implication is is that we are on the inside of the door, that he's on the outside and we are on the inside. And he says, behold I stand at the door and I knock. And if you could imagine the, the knocking that Jesus does. And it's a visual for what he does not just in end times, But on the daily, because he ends up, let the church hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In other words, you got to stay in tune and listen so you open the door when it's time. And Jesus says, if you you do open the door, I'm going to come in and we're going to have a conversation. You're not just going to leave Jesus in the lobby of your heart. They're going to leave them outside your business. Not going to leave them outside your group of friends. Jesus, you stay over in this part of my life. The rest of my life is in this world. Now, how many of you know Jesus wants to walk up into the other parts of the world that he wants to speak to? He doesn't want to just speak about church things. He wants to speak about your real life outside of church. And he'll walk up and he'll start knocking. And he says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you open the door, I'll come in and talk with you. He's knocking. That painting, can put that picture back up again. One of the things that, about that picture is, uh, and this is a close-up version Um, This isn't .5 on the camera. But there's no handle on the door on the outside. The only place that there is a handle is on the inside of the door. And I want you to consider, I can't open the door for you. Your sister can't open the door for you. Your grandma can't open the door for you. That spiritual person in your life that's been praying for you, they can pray that your ears would be open. They can pray that God keeps you alive. I'm very thankful somebody's been praying for you. Mm. When we've been stupid and rebels, sometimes, come on. Somebody's been praying, holding off, the devil, keeping them off. Keep them alive. I don't know where my baby is, Lord. They're on the other side of the world. They're living rebellious, but Lord, keep them alive. I know I've prayed that sometimes. But I can't open the door for those that I'm praying for. They have to open the door themselves. You can know Jesus is outside the door. You can understand the beauty of his blessings and his forgiveness, You can be one who knows that God answers prayer and moves mountains and changes stories. You can know all of that. But if he's outside the door and he's knocking and you don't let him in, none of that comes your way. It's time for you to open the door for yourself in 2023, to look and listen for his voice. And take that courageous step to say, God, I'm just going to believe you. I'm going to forget what's behind me. And I'm going to step into what's ahead of me. And I'm going to listen to your voice. Can I get an amen, church? This is the year to do that. Would you stand with me today in each of our locations? Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. hmm Mm, 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 mm. you know before I do anything I can't take one more step without talking about Jesus standing at the door knocking and knowing there are people under the sound of my voice right now that you are away from Jesus you know about Jesus you've heard about Jesus you've heard me preach about Jesus but right now he's outside the door and you're on the inside and today you need to start 2023 off the right way by surrendering to Jesus by coming back to him and giving him your life. Not counting on somebody else to open the door for you. This is the day that you drop your guard and say, I need to give my life to Jesus today. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Just close your eyes all across the room in each of our locations. Perhaps you're joining online. You're right now, and I'm I'm just saying, Jesus is knocking. He's knocking. Are you going to let him in? You going to let him in? This is your moment, because if you do open that door, forgiveness is coming your way. Peace is coming your way. New hope is coming your way. His grace is sufficient, is coming your way. And if you just come, open that door, he takes over. Nobody's looking around, but if you say, Pastor Nate, today's my day. I need to give my life to Jesus or I need to come back to him and I need to do it right now. I need to open the door. Go ahead and put your hand up. Say, that's me. That's me. That's me. Yes. 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 No more running. Yes. 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 No more running. This is the time to surrender. This is it. This is that moment. All right. I'm going to lead you in a prayer that in a sense, is opening the door and allowing Jesus in. I'll give you words to pray, but you got to do it yourself. you gotta, you got to pray. I want you to just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to the earth. You died on the cross for my sin. And you rose from the dead. And I know... That you're alive. Today, I open the door. Invite you in. I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Please forgive me of my past and give me a fresh start. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Yeah. Come on. Seriously, this is what the kingdom is all about. It's always an open door, an open invitation. The kingdom is available right now. If you will look and listen, Jesus will speak to you. And if you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to stay on that journey. Keep following Jesus. And uh, our location pastors, the pastors at each location are going to come up at the end. And they'll give you kind of next step instructions. But I, I just want to say, I am so proud of you. Starting 2023 off the right way. Would you give it a more time for those that gave their lives to Jesus today? Yes. Yes. Mm, come on. Come on. All right. We're going to sing. And uh, as we sing, I'm going to pray, ask God to take this word and let it be over our lives. But I don't know what you were applying and what God was speaking to you about, uh, your senses and honing in. Maybe you need to start shutting things out so that you can listen to God with your eyes so your attention isn't on other things. Maybe you need to have faith to believe for you and your family for new things. Whatever those things are, I just want you to uh, take your hands and lift up your hands to heaven right now and just say, God, here I am. Lord, I dedicate this year to you. I ask God that you would have your way, and I am going to be looking for you. I'm going to be listening for you. I want your input on how our life goes. I don't want to just listen to good ideas or listen to my fears or listen to the mistakes of the past or or, or have PTSD all the time. I don't want to be a victim forever. Lord, I want to step into the promises that you have for me, and Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I am looking into your eyes today. I'm yours in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Check out EmmanuelCC.org for faith resources, how to get plugged into community, or to join us live on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are so excited to see what God is going to do. The best is yet to come.